Awesome. So hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Affiliate Fire. And uh, today's guest is Leilani, and I am so grateful for her being here. Uh, Leilani recently joined Neum, which is a global payments and uh, card issuing company. And uh, I've been talking with Leilani about a uh, job uh, search and also uh, job findings, and as well as a journey that we take to find a new job. And uh, uh, in conversation I had with her, we were talking more about uh, how to use our network wisely to uh, get to the new uh, job. Uh, but Leilani, would you like also to uh, briefly also introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, thank you. I'm excited to be on this call, Linda, and excited to also just share some of my tips and challenges around um, when you're searching for a new opportunity. But there's definitely some things that I learned along the way and I uh, can't wait to get started and share that with you all. Amazing. Like, I think everybody's going to be very curious about this, like, and me, myself. Uh, but to start with, like, um, when we all like looking for uh, new jobs, uh, we are uh, in this uh, search process and uh, it's like in process. Like, what are the some common mistakes you would say people make when they're trying to find a new job and uh, how can they avoid those? Good question. So common mistakes that I've seen is, you know, you need to just kind of let go of your ego if you had that. And I know you do want to put your best foot forward, of course, but when you're trying to reach out to other people who can help you, um, what I found helpful is that they are willing to assist. So even just letting, letting those walls go down, being a little bit vulnerable with what some of those weaknesses that you might have, because what you're looking for is how you can improve, right? And then the other thing is, don't feel like you're bothering someone. You know, I used to say like, oh, I'm so sorry to uh, bother you, but can I just have 10 minutes? I, I found that people are just so willing to give their time to help you. So don't feel like that you're a bother. And then also um, make sure that you are tapping into as many people as you can. For example, I knew some, I have some friends and former uh, colleagues who were recruiters and I reached out to them to ask them hey take a look at my resume and there's that vulnerability again right it's like you know it's okay if they're gonna mark it all off that's good because what what it turns out in the end is a, a, a better resume for yourself amazing like actually I couldn't agree more with that I, I've also reached out to so many people I know also like I felt also myself sometimes that I was bothering someone I was like taking their time but you're absolutely right everyone like I've reached out like now and in the past like nobody had refused to help me out and they actually they were more than happy and the people checked on me multiple times to make sure I was I had enough resources and that's something that I would definitely uh, support this and also uh, that leads me to my next question as well, because this come all like all from our network, and like to me, like how I found previous uh, jobs and also uh, gigs, it was it was mainly 
through my network and because I was asking people around. Uh, but like through your perspective, like how would you say, like, uh, how important is networking when it comes to finding a job? And what are like some effective ways like, to, to basically build and leverage uh, your network when it comes to job finding and professional growth? Networking is hugely uh, helpful, I would say. And so it's something that I think any job seeker should really dig their teeth into because um, it has helped me along the way. And, you know, don't think of networking. I think that sometimes people feel like networking is like, oh, you know, again, a bother. Or I don't like small talk. I don't, I'm, I'm really shy. But think about it as, you know, like, what is your purpose to network, Right. Um, you know, one, yes, you want to expand like that, uh, those professional people within and around you could possibly help you with a new opportunity, but also look at it as a chance for someone or people to help you with maybe your interviewing, right? Or just even learning about another industry or about other companies. So it's not necessarily about, you know, just finding someone who can find you a job, right? I found networking really important and helpful to me because of those reasons and the different ways that I would network um, beyond like in my LinkedIn uh, is also joining communities or there's, I know in my industry, I'm in customer success and there's some customer success Slack groups that I joined where um, they have lots of people who are chiming in not only about jobs, but just even asking questions and advice. So bringing your whole and authentic self to help another person like through that networking is really valuable to others and to yourself. Um, another thing that I've done is, um, you know, if you can join um, some meetups or conferences, if um, those are perfect places to learn about other companies, learn about other people in your industry as well. And um, there's also organizations, right? Look for organizations within your networks or kind of maybe not directly related. So I'm in customer success organizations, but I'm also in like Women in Revenue is another organization that I'm a part of. Um, there's other ones like that that might be aligned to, uh, you know, a skill set uh, that you're interested in and you can tap into those networks as well. That that's very interesting, and I'm thinking like because networking it requires for us to be open and vulnerable. However, not everybody's like that. There are like so many introverts out there that they wouldn't be able to go to any kind of meetups, or like they will also be very uh, shy to approach anyone because they will feel like asking too much. Um, what would you suggest to people like to? to network in a sense that it's not like only asking for a favor, but also kind of moving like forward from their comfort zone and doing something that it's not what they usually do and opening up. Right. Uh, exactly. It, it's hard. I, so someone like me that I've, you know, I used to be a former teacher and I'm in many, I've been in customer facing roles. So it's easy for someone like me to have some, conversations like that's something that comes easily for me but it's not easy for some others so what I would suggest for those who might like have that you know think again about you know your purpose and then also think about like 
you what can you bring and everybody has something to bring everybody has something to learn right and if you're in an opportunity or a conference where there's some networks there's other people like you as well who might be a little bit shy or who are looking for that next opportunity so don't be afraid to share your own experience because that experience could probably help that next person. So I want you to think about it in a way of like, you are going in there to help and reciprocate that type of interaction when you're networking. Exactly. Yeah, the tap into your network. And like, you are coming also, as you mentioned, like from a background of being a a former elementary and middle school teacher. However, uh, you broke into tech industry. And over the past 16 years, you've led a leadership position in fintech and edtech companies. Uh, How how has your network helped you do that transition and reach uh, the, the the roles and also the positions you are right now? Oh, really great question. And it just brings me back to how did I even get into tech from being a kindergarten teacher and middle school teacher and then going to that? I'll tell you this, um, without dating myself too much, um, it was just at the time when more companies were getting into SaaS. So maybe I gave my age away now that you heard that. But um, I mean, as a teacher, we would do these trainings in the school district to up-level our skills. And the training was on using computers in the classroom, using technology. And I thought it was really interesting, the, the woman who was presenting. And I actually went to her after, I'm like, how, how did you get into this kind of business, you know, teaching other teachers? Because I found that interesting. And lo and behold, she was the owner of her own professional development um, consulting firm. And I started just doing stuff part-time for her. So that was one thing, right? I went out of my comfort zone. I went and I just asked her. I had no experience prior, but I'm like, what do you have to lose? And so that opened up a door for me. Um, and that got me into then ed tech positions, right? I got into um, the educational technology space, um, met a lot of really great people. And through my career, it's those people that really helped open doors um, into the other companies that I've um, been a part of. Um, Because it, it really is important who you know, right? I mean, sure, you can find a job like going into looking and and, you know, if you're, it's kind of like winning the lottery when you do get that interview and um, pass through because you've got to go through the whole ATS systems for you looking at your resume, et cetera. But if you have somebody in that company that can refer you, you're going to have way of a leg up. I mean, I used to be on the other side of it where I'm um, interviewing and I'm searching for candidates so anytime somebody on, you know, my company would have a referral, they take priority because I'm like, okay, at least they vetted that person. They know that. So that's why it's really important to know as many people as you can. Um, try to get your foot in the door through people who are already working in that company um, because you just never know, right? Uh, this, Currently, I'm at Tapal. I'm sorry. Currently, I'm at Neom, and um, at Neom, I'm the vice president of customer success for Americas. And um, I got this job from somebody who used to be on my team at my last fintech company. So, I mean, I, I pivoted from edtech 
And then I went into um, FinTech and, and that job I was, um, it was through a mutual connection. And then this current opportunity was somebody who was on my team and she now reports to me here. So that's another thing that you want to think about. Like, you know, those people, if you're a leader out there, you know, if you, you care about the people that you work with, um, you know, you never know. They might open the door for that next opportunity for you, just like it has for me. Wow. I really like that story, like of your transition, like from a teacher to tech, just by asking a question and like how that led you in the position where you're in right now and how all these connections played their role to lead you basically there and carve your career path, which is to me, it's, I relate so much to that because this is also how I have been networking and find uh, jobs. So for example, what you said, knowing somebody from the previous job that they know they have worked with you and also they can refer you to somebody else. They can like think that you are a great fit. This is like, there are, this is like I think the, the elements of a community and also of networking that to me, like they are so valuable and so fascinating. But also I'm thinking, yes, I am all in for like asking uh, questions and like uh, and uh, help from the community. But also, how can we also become valuable to these people that are helping us and supporting us uh, and uh, open the door to opportunities? Great question. And again, it's about that reciprocation, right? It's a give and take and, and um, you want to give as much as you get back as well, right? Pay it forward, I like to say. So some of the things that I've done kind of in exchange is, um, you know, help with finding, you know, some resources for that person, or maybe um, making a recommendation on their LinkedIn page, or even offering to review their resume, or offering to be that person who could um, practice the interviewing with, right? Something like that. Um, or, you know, whatever it could be. I mean, the one of the things that um, I've done with um, expanding my network and leveraging it more is um, I also have had um, mentors, right? And so mentors who have helped me, but at the same time, I've kind of just been on the lookout and, and trying to, everybody can learn from one another, right? It doesn't mean that um, if you don't feel like, you know, you're an expert in that certain field, you do have some type of expertise in something. So just really digging deep and just thinking about what are those things that you can offer to help that other person, I think would be huge. Yeah, I think I I read the post uh, also on LinkedIn where it was saying, uh, don't try to be successful, but try to be valuable. And I think that resonates as well with me a lot because I think, yes, we are seeking to be successful and we are like kind of utilizing our network, but also we have to present ourselves valuable because it's like, as you said, it's like a win-win situation. It's, it's, it's reciprocity uh, out there that actually uh, makes us move forward because asking only it's not uh, seemed very uh, valuable, but also giving it something very important. Uh, and to move to, to my to my next question, what would you say to someone, for example, we had like so many layoffs, unfortunately, lately, so much crisis in tech, as so many people, they lost their jobs. Uh, what would you say to someone who, um, is starting uh, their uh, jobs or their career again and 
they are feeling um unfortunately there's this feeling of shame of being like laid off and they don't want to tap into their network because they don't want people to know that they have been laid off or they don't want to make that information uh, uh, too uh, broad and public. So what would you suggest to people who are just uh, changing their careers or they want some kind of networking opportunities, but again, they don't want to reveal too much about their current uh, job situation? Yeah, that's something that I had struggled with before. I've been part of two rifts, two layoffs. And I, I'll tell you, the first time when I was part of that, I mean, it was for a company that I just truly loved. And I you know, grew with that company, put my heart and soul into it. And I, it felt very personal to me. And um, so I was devastated. I was devastated. And so I went through a lot of the emotions of like feeling really sad and upset and and depressed and then anger and frustration. So what I'd like to say is like, it's okay to feel all those. I mean, it's, it's when you're spending, you know, 40 hours a week plus at a job and you meet, you build relationships there. And, you know, it, it it's hard when there's that sudden change, right? So give yourself grace and allow yourself to feel that um, and go through it. But then you also then, need to make sure that you step out of that and you know what know that there is a better opportunity out there for you because there always is and um this is just something a hurdle that you're going to make it through and i think that that's kind of like really helped me because the second time i was part of that it 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 also was difficult um, and in fact, um, I didn't even tell my children until a week later, because I did feel a little bit of that sense of shame. And, and, and I was the only, the only breadwinner in the family, and I didn't want them to worry. Right. Um, <laughs> but they started to question, like, why is mom not, you know, why is she wearing her sweatpants? <laughs> so I had to actually, you know, sit them down mm -hmm. and have a meeting and just let them know what happened. And gosh, they were just great. They were the ones who said, oh, you're going to find another job, probably a better one. And, and it will be okay. And, you know, maybe you won't be so stressed out anymore. So, um, you know, if you have children out there, know that the children are so resilient to them. And you are too. Um, you can definitely, it's hard when you're in that space and you're like, oh, what do I do? But uh, you will come out of it um, um, better. So, what I did is, yes, I told my, I told my, my children, um, I reached out and this is personal, right? Like you don't have to share that, but I chose to do that. Um, and interestingly enough, even when I posted, I posted a video of me talking about it. I got so many people reaching out to me, people who I didn't even know, people who were, you know, leaders of other companies saying, how can I help you? You know, I'll, I'll share your, you know, story with my networks or, um, you know, there's just so much generosity out there. So being vulnerable like that, um, you know, can pay off. And, um, you know, I think the other thing is then it, it, it opens you up for even, you know, connecting with other people. Like I connected with other people I, I didn't even, you know, know, mm -hmm. know before through that experience. That, that is uh, amazing, though, like how we interpreted that sharing such information will make us look bad or weak in like in front of others. But eventually it has the opposite results. 
we see that so many people are willing to help. People are like there to cheer us up because they know our worth and our value. I feel that sometimes we don't see because we uh, internalize all these kind of rejections, which are actually they has not they have nothing to do with our professional worth. But it's like I get it because I also have been there, and I was also very in difficult situation to share because I don't know how that will look like. But the moment I shared it, I felt liberation. And there were so many people like resonating with me. And I felt I was not alone in that journey. I felt that they were like, I had like other people to share these struggles. And there were other people they wanted to share that as well. So it is a kind of, um, we are human after all. And like, we all go and go through these kind of things. And um unfortunately these things happen but it's nobody's fault on the end of the day and uh, yeah keeping it positive and in the bright side i think it's it's a great way to go and sharing it uh, and also being vulnerable and open i, I really love the, your story about how uh, you said it to your kids and they were like cheering you up and um and then eventually uh, supporting you as well um so uh coming to uh to uh, close room i would I have a last question for you. I, I love what you said about networking and like how to tap into all these connections that we have uh, made throughout the years. However, when things are actually working out for us, how can we nurture and keep this relationship? So uh, how can we keep in contact with the people that uh, we're not networking? So it doesn't only seem that we are only there for a purpose. And then when things are working in our favor, we forget about them. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, especially when you do have a new opportunity, new job, you get completely um, busy because you're, you're, you know, you're just getting your footing in. So I do know that I haven't been as um, vocal or been on other platforms when um, before this position. However, I do make it a point to try to go in there, try to go into these chat rooms with these other um, organizations that I'm a part of, try to do some posts on LinkedIn, because you know, that's how you're also going to nurture those relationships. Just don't do it, you know, when you just need it. Like, think about it again. What can you offer? So some of the things that like I've tried to do um, is put post leadership tips because I've been a leader. I'm like, okay, well, this is some information that I think I can share. And I think it could be helpful to other people. And it's something, you know, easy. So I'll do something like that. Or, you know, when you are involved in other um, Slack organization, uh, I'm sorry, Slack groups for organizations, you know, making sure that you're chiming in and responding, responding to posts, even on LinkedIn, um, being part of, like, as you said, Linda, part of a community, right? Because, you know, you want to nurture that and build out that community. Um, the other thing is, um, if you're in conferences, you know, you can attend conferences, maybe be a speaker, or reach out to those speakers of those favorite sessions that you like. That's another way to build out your network. And then also to um, genuinely um, um, have some reciprocation and, and, and dialogue. Yeah. I, oh my God, I really, really love that. What you said, like being part of the community and like and it's a giving and receiving and like let that be in a loop. So because 
sometime like people will ask for our help and then someday we will ask for uh, help from others so it's we never know in which side will be in the spectrum either like giving help or asking for help so keeping the relationships strong and being there for others is uh, my take uh, from our today's conversation um leilani thank you so much for your time i deeply appreciate it thank you so much for being willing to come to this show and like sharing your perspective as well um where can people find you and connect with you so they can broaden their network and you yours yes thank you so much um I, you can find me on linkedin it's leilani carbonell that's my um full name and used in linkedin also on instagram uh, you can find me at Cis Circle, S-I-S Circle, and Cis stands for Strength in Sisterhood, which is one of my passion projects. So Cis Circle at um, on for Instagram, if you want to look me up. Absolutely, I love that sisterhood, like empowerment. That is amazing. That is amazing. Well, um, thank you really so much, and uh, uh, thank you all for listening to this episode. And I hope you enjoyed it. And I will see you next time. <laughs>